Welcome to The Devil's Advocate. I'm your host, David Ray. This is the show where I bring on a guest to debate a topic of their choosing. I take the other side, regardless of my true feelings on the matter, and we get to the heart of the issue. Uh, today's episode, I have Simon Glassman on, who is uh, who's one of the hosts of The Empress Comedy Show, a fantastic show you can check out uh, every Sunday night at The Empress Ale House. Uh, but before we get into that episode, uh, I should point out that, uh, I've had a response, uh, due to, uh, an episode I had a couple ago with Pat Bircher. Uh, I, I mentioned in passing, uh, one Stan Ostrowski and, uh, I, I said some things about him on there and I, and I'll be honest, I meant to edit them out and, uh, they weren't, I forgot. And, uh, Stan happened to find the internet and listen to the episode, uh, Stan kind of lost it, frankly, and uh, he's been threatening me on Twitter, and so I, I just want to, in case Stan is listening right now, I'd just like to apologize. I did not mean any harm, and I hope that we can move past this. This is nothing, this, this is just a silly podcast I have here, um, but enough of that. I, I, I want to move past it. I want to get into this uh, great episode with Simon. Uh, so with that, I, once again, I would like to remind my listeners that uh, although this is called the devil's advocate, I'm in no way in league with the devil. I'm vastly opposed to him. In fact, I'm so opposed to the devil that I hope that he perpetually has a sliver. Like, he, just as he gets one out, he just happens to get another sliver in the other hand. He's like, ah! And it becomes this cartoonish, like, over-the-top... Uh, situation that he can't get out of. That's how much I'm against the devil. But with that, let's get into this episode with Simon Glassman. Simon, what are we talking about tonight? Uh, we're talking about uh, superheroes being uh, having a positive effect on culture and uh, people in general. Okay. So, like, what, what do you mean by that? Ex- explain that just a little bit, and then you can well, I, I, I'll get into it. Uh, I have a few questions for you. Okay. Uh, so, ultimately, like, this is a podcast. Yes. Uh, your, like, main, uh, I guess, like, the purpose of this is to display your abilities as an arguer, right? That's a part of it, sure. But it's also to dig into the truth of uh, various topics. But it's to showcase you as like being a very good person to argue. You're very good at arguing. Yes. I mean, I, I figure if we're going to be talking about different topics, uh, you want to take it to the person who can really argue really well. So I, I do classify myself as one of the best arguers that I know. Would you classify it as like, you know, uh, above, I guess above average? Yeah, yeah, I'm better than the average person, I guess. Like, well above average. Yeah, like, right up there, right near the top echelons. So, like, almost, like, beyond what normal people would be able to do as arguers. Maybe even, uh, like, uh, superhuman? Hmm, uh... Perhaps. I I like that idea. Yes, sure. I'd like the idea that I'm a superhuman arguer. Yeah. So as an arguer, you're kind of trying to, you're trying to uh, see yourself as a superhero. Like you want people to look at you as a superhero arguer. What? I, I, look, uh, do I look at myself as a hero? Yes. But do I look at myself as a superhero? I, I don't know. Like, I mean, all of my arguing abilities technically within the realm of human possibility uh you know so th- th- that that said like i can't call myself a superhero i frankly 
I feel like that I really I didn't call you a superhero. You're striving for a superhuman like a superhuman like ability. Yeah. And so ultimately like that really whatever you say next is going to be kind it's going to hurt what you say because ultimately like what you're looking to be is the thing you're arguing against. No, look. I want to be hero- heroic on my own terms, sure, but I don't need to be a superhero because superheroism is not possible. There are no such things as superpowers. I haven't gone through some sort of critical accident to give myself these powers. I just naturally accrued them over my lifetime, you know? Well, that's, you know, I mean, those are typical superhero tropes, but like, uh, I'm talking about the basic meat and bones, meat and potatoes of what a superhero is, which is a human, but with a little bit of extra. And you you want to be a, like everybody like whether you want to be like a really good swimmer or a really good bicyclist you want to be yourself only a little bit better and in superhero culture we're we're able to see that and you know it's it's had a positive effect on people it makes people have something to strive for have something to watch uh, yeah. So you're saying because we have all these stories about Superman and Batman and all this, it's pushing us beyond our limits so that we can actually reach into the upper echelons of superheroism? Yeah, I mean, the uh, Greek gods were sort of like proto-superheroes, characters from the Bible, superhero-like. Sure, I, I, mean, I, I, I can see that Sherlock, argument. Sherlock Holmes, uh, just a superhero, basically, just super smart. I mean, like, it, Ulysses, like, every single character, I mean, I don't want to say every single character, but, like, even Don Quixote had, like, sort of, like, a weird kind of superhero-like... Uh, idealism to him. So it's like every, most characters from literature ultimately are just superheroes without being called superheroes. Well, but a lot of them don't have, you know, the, 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 the idea of, you know, being imbued beyond human capability. They're all theoretically within human realms aside from the the ones in more modern times. Like Hercules or Samson or like Well, that's godlike powers, you know, like. Like, I mean, Superman is definitely, what would you call him? Well, that that that's from a kind of a supernatural means as well, you know. I don't know. I don't know, Dave. I don't see where you're coming from. I'm I'm looking for. Well, there is no such thing as a Superman out there, right? Like we don't. I can't become a Superman unless I take uh, uh, performance enhancing drugs. Which, that if anything, this is proves my point where uh, superheroes are bad for uh, culture because. You know, we want to be Superman, we want to be Batman, we want to be, like, these cutting-edge people, and we'll go to any lengths to do it. And now we have all these athletes who are taking steroids to push themselves beyond, and that's getting to dangerous territories. How is that helping our, our, our children grow up in a kind of a situation where, you know, you just need to do it on your own effort, you, you have know? A, there's a real problem with that argument, where ultimately, like, you're saying, uh, like... Like athletes are taking performance enhancing drugs. Yeah, all like Be- I, in like their pursuit the, of becoming a superhero. I mean, has anybody said that specifically? Has uh, did Lance Armstrong have like a Batman poster on his wall or something? That like, I mean, to me, uh, that's a correlation, not a causation. That's uh, ultimately like two different things. Like you can, I, I feel like I could use that logic and apply it to almost anything. <laughs> 
I'm saying you can see those ripple effects, though. Like, we've held up these kind of superheroes for so long that, of course, we do want to become like that. We want to be held up. That's why we have star athletes. Why do you think we pour so much money into athletics? Why why do you keep going to athletics? Athletics has nothing to do with superheroes. It's the most, it's the closest thing that we have, you know, like they they are physically capable, like most superheroes, you know, and and even like people who are super smart, like they, they'll do whatever they have to do. You're making a straw man argument right now where you're like holding up (laughs) these uh, athletes who are doing things illegally and then saying Batman's bad? Like, those are two completely different worlds. I'm, I'm not saying Batman's bad. I'm saying, like, look, sure, these stories are inspirational. Maybe you can draw some nice things out of them. But they also have this undercurrent that sets up that we have to, uh, that people want to become like that. Too much so. Like, why don't we have just nice, normal stories about nice, normal people? Let's focus on those, because if we focus on these superheroes that are beyond us... You the- only want to see American Beauty. You never want to watch The Matrix. You never want to see people... Right. You only want to see Lester Burnham destroying his life slowly. And you know what? Lester Burnham, in a, in a certain way, he has mm. his own like sort of... Is it Lester Burnham? Yeah, it's yeah. Lester Burnham. He, he sort of has his own sort of weird superpower, which is just apathy. In that but movie. That's not a superpower. That's what we all... It's what we all have, uh, but it's enhanced. Well, I mean, enhanced. I, I mean, there, it's still within I, the I realm think that of you have human to, You have to grant me that, like, he has uh, something that we don't have. And so, like, ultimately, like, uh, there's superhero movies where they... It's just, you know, like that movie Kick-Ass, he doesn't actually have superpowers. Or, like, uh, Defender, he doesn't have superpowers. Super, that's a superhero movie mm. without superpowers. Ultimately, it's people going out and trying to do good uh, because they have something about them that's different about than everyone else. And I'm okay with those kind of stories. It's, I, I think that highlights how absurd these other fictional heroes can be. You know, like I want people to live in a reality where everything makes sense. You know, I don't want people to like think that there is, you know, confusing that the Hulk. Uh, exists or could be a possibility and that they could, you know, change the world. If you want to make that argument, you're welcome to make it to no one because nobody thinks that. Well, I still don't think it's... Po- it, it's You see these kind of ripples <laughs> you, going you, throughout. You can really... You can fight about uh, fight against this complete fiction that you've created. Uh, or we could talk about superheroes, which is so interesting. Well, superheroes are fine. Like, look, I I enjoy superheroes. I like watching superhero movies, but uh, in the same way that uh, cocaine's not good for me and I like it, it doesn't mean I should do it. It's damaging for society, ultimately. So we need to really pause right there. Yeah. So, like, you can't make that correlation. That is is, uh, just, like, a false comparison. Ultimately, like, you can't... Say like cocaine is bad, mm-hmm. so also and superheroes are bad. They're the same thing. I'm not saying they're the same. I'm just saying I'm ca- I'm doing like a simile. You know, in the same way that uh, cocaine is bad, so are superhero movies to the mind. No, that's of not a children. simile. That's like saying the exact thing that the things are the same. That they're like like a simile would be like a meta. Like you're you're saying it's no a simile is saying that uh, uh, cocaine or uh, superhero movies 
are like cocaine in that they damage society. Is it is it the same way? No, it's completely different. However, I mean, it's like, still that would, that would undermine the argument altogether if it's completely different. It's still. So like, I, I, it, I'm so just helping you compare it so you can grasp it within your mind. You know. Oh, okay. I, I didn't realize. Uh, yeah. So like, uh, let's let's talk about uh, my favorite superhero movie. Actually, not even my favorite superhero movie. I think it's the best. Uh, superhero movie to talk about superhero movies. Okay, sure. Uh, I like the movie Batman Begins. I think it's like, uh, it's a lot of people love The Dark Knight. I love The Dark Knight. It's like, Dark Knight's probably one of the greatest movies of all time. But ultimately, like, it went for so much more than Batman Begins. Batman Begins uh, does a lot more with its topic. uh, And it deals with symbols, whereas... Dark Knight was all about, like, order and chaos and stuff, and it's just a lot broader. It was doing something different, yeah, sure. So, uh, the idea of a superhero is ultimately the idea of a symbol. Uh, some, somebody who stands up and is there to uh, act as sort of a beacon for goodness. Mm-hmm. And for me, like, that, for for myself, uh, I, I don't believe in any, any any religion or anything. And as a young man, like, I didn't know what goodness could be, or, like, what it was, ultimately, without... Sort of the, uh, sort of having like a, a like a clear understanding or having like a clear like archetype for myself in my brain, like a symbol. Yeah. Oh, okay. And for me, like uh, like I really liked Spider Man. I really liked Batman. Uh, I really liked uh, super. I, I liked all the superheroes, but I, there was only like one guy that I really wanted to be. Yeah. Like there was one, one person where I was like, oh man, I want to do this. I want to be this, I wanted to be Wolverine really badly. Sure. And so, like, ultimately, I had, like, a framework in my mind to wrap my, my own personality around. So that's, that's how important I think superheroes are, is ultimately, like, uh, the whole structure, of the, like, the architecture of my brain started with this one superhero when I was, like, six or seven. You know, like, I'd, I'd have, like, little butter knives in between my fingers. Yeah. Like, punch holes in the walls so that my... Uh, and then like hide them with tape and then my mom would find them and I'd, I'd be like, ah, oh, it was my sister. Well, how, what kind of positive behavior is that instilling in you? Like right there, it's, you, sure, Wolverine might have some great qualities about him, but what's he inspiring you to do? Not only are you taking up his good qualities, you're taking up his potentially destructive qualities and you're not able to withstand the same harm that he can. You don't have regeneration. You, and and was, yet it's leading you to like punch a... in the wall with knives. That's not... That's not healthy behavior. Okay, so I, I, I was just sharing something with you. Now I feel like I, I, I gave away my... <laughs> your your <laughs> I was, weakness. I gave away my weakness. I did punch holes in the wall. But ultimately, like, imagine being completely directionless. Imagine how much worse I would be as a person without, like, having a, a thing to, to base my own personality around. Like, I could, be, I could be way, way worse a guy. And ultimately, like, the thing that I strive for is, like, uh, like I'm not going for you know beating people up or slicing up with my metal hand. claws that are in your bones. Yeah, yeah. I'm not doing any of that. Ultimately, like I liked uh, him because he was uh, had a lot of integrity. Uh, he was always honest, no matter how uncomfortable it was. Uh, and he just had great body hair, which uh, I don't know. I I wasn't a. It was just a thing that I thought was cool. It was like sure. fun to draw. I used to draw his face all the time. It was just like something. Uh, ultimately, like, I don't feel like I, I, I would be like a very different person, maybe a more successful person, but like, I would, I feel like maybe I wouldn't have the same, uh, integrity that I have and I wouldn't be as honest if I, I didn't have Wolverine as a young kid. 
But imagine if your role model growing up was not that, but rather a strong adult figure, perhaps a, a father figure, a mother figure that could lead you through that instead of being caught up in with all these comic books and all these uh, you know superhero stories, we had uh, people who were like your teachers at school, your uh, mentors uh, from from sports or from uh, uh, other act- uh, extracurricular but activities. But in the you know? absence of that, not everybody's going to have that, and like ultimately, like. Uh, characters from literature and uh, you know those are those are the people that you learn from those are those as much as I want to I liked my dad a lot it's like he I didn't want to be my dad when I was six I wanted to I wanted to have something else you know I wanted to have superpowers and that's like that's so much more interesting to me as like a young kid like if uh, I guess what you're saying is like if uh, I didn't have superheroes I wouldn't like I maybe just like pay atten- more attention to my dad and try and be more like him. Yeah, and your dad can teach you about uh, taking out a loan. Can Wolverine teach you that? No, he can't. Can you point out the Wolverine episode where he helps you, you know, navigate financial distress? I don't think so. I mean, uh, it's like a great point. Obviously, like thank you. Like I, I, I am the best. At this. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think this all the way through. Like. Had there been a, like a great uh, X Men, uncanny X Men uh, comic that where like Wolverine is trying to like start a restaurant, right? Uh, and he goes, he goes to the bank, and they have to they talk about his equity, right? And he's like, I got no equity. I live in a trailer. And then like uh, the bank guy's like, Well, I'm I'm not gonna be able to give you this loan. And then Wolverine's like, Listen, bub. Yeah, as he's wont to say, yeah. And he's like. Uh, give me that bank loan. And then the guy's like, all right, you're scary, fine. So even now, you're, you're saying it's okay, Wolverine has taught you that intimidation is okay to get uh, bank loans. That, that's well, in the that, financial like, hypothetical, that hypothetical thing that I just made up, I guess sure. I am saying that. Yeah, that, that, that's, if you, that's all you had as your basis as, uh, for, for guidance is superhero culture, there's not, it's sorely lacking. But like, ultimately, nobody has that. Nobody is like, only living in superhero-dom. Like, like, everybody has to exist in reality, so that's ultimately why it's totally fine for us to, you know, go off and, ha- like, have a little recess and in fantasy sometimes. Like, I mean, I, I feel like that's what your argument is. Like, it's it's just only extremes. Like, you're only talking about the extreme, most extreme cases, when ultimately, like, everybody sort of lives in a, a, a shade of gray. And look at hold where... on, a sh- shade of Jean Gray. Hmm. <laughs> I see what you're saying. Well, nonetheless, I I. I think we live too much in fantasy now. Like, it's getting, especially now in the last, you know, 15, 20 years when superhero movies have actually gotten good, uh, it's starting to permeate culture more and more. And I think you're seeing people become weaker and weaker, less able to navigate the real world, less, they have less direction because, you know what, they can't stop supervillains anymore because there are no supervillains. And like, how do you stop, uh, you know, uh, the, the Wall Street that are taking away all the money and all? You can't just go punch all the bankers in the world, right? All these crises that we have in the world, Superman could never solve. I mean, there's like you said a lot of stuff there. I did, and like I don't really see like uh, like are are you saying like we need to not have superheroes so we have nothing to hope and strive for? 
Well, the superhero, like, even if you could become a superhero, well, then what are you going to do all day? You know, there's nothing to stop. Your powers mean nothing in this world. They only make sense in, in the world where people are cartoonishly evil that are just like, we're out to destroy the world. And there's no one like that. Instead, we have... Uh, things like poverty. Superman can't fight poverty, and I'm using Superman, the one with all of the powers. He can't do it. He can't stop it. And and those are the problems that we actually face. How do you face a financial crisis? The only one that might be able to hap- ha- help is well, Batman. Like, see, this is like I guess. But, I mean, if you you're taking it to such a like a cartoonish extreme, where it's like but ultimately we need like, to get back to reality. That's the thing. You're, so you're, many people. Wait, right. wait, let me let me give, give you a point, because, like, you said, again, lots of stuff there. Mm-hmm. Some of it I agreed with. Most of it was just a bunch of dog shit, honestly. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, it's like, you're, you're talking about, like, uh, Superman going and helping the financial crisis. That's not Superman's job. Superman's a fictional character. He's not gonna, he's not gonna do but anything. But what's he gonna do here if he was Hold on, let me, let me finish my point. <laughs> like, he's not a real thing. Like, he's, he's there for us. For us to, like, understand and believe in. And think about, like, he's not hes not there to solve the financial crisis. Like, if you are going and reading comic books and being, like, outraged that Superman's not helping out, like, you know, uh, prosecute Bernie Madoff, then you just, like, have literally no grip on reality. Which really undermines your point of us getting back to reality. Because, you know, that mean it just makes... it. It doesn't make any sense to me. <laughs> like, if you want to go there, and I understand why you'd want to go there, because it's like an entertaining argument to make. Uh, mm. I I mean, you can, but ultimately, it doesn't prove your point at all. Well, at the at the least, what's what's the help of having all these heroes inspire us? Like, who cares about it inspiring us? Especially when all these things are fantastical stories. They don't have. Uh, enough of grounding like they're supposed to give us what integrity you can get integrity from real people why don't we get integrity from you know robert reich the guy who's like been trying to stand up against all those people who are uh uh you know uh, abusing the financial system and all this kind of stuff those are people that we look up to but we never hear from them anymore they're so in the outskirts so uh, what if uh what was his name bernie reich uh robert reich robert reich um what if Robert Reich had a Batman poster on his wall? He's he's doing a genuinely good thing, and he has uh, somebody who you know he has a superhero in uh, that inspires him, and that he thinks about sometimes. That he's like as a kid, you know, like me with Wolverine, he was like all about Batman. He's like, ah, oh, this Batman guy, I love him. I, I just want to, I want to be like him, but I want to be like him in the real world, and I want to do good stuff, but I, I, I can't. I'm not going to dress up like a like a bat. I'm going to go to college, learn a whole bunch of stuff, and then find bad guys and take them down. Like, that's, I mean, that's, that's the highest aspiration a superhero could, uh, uh, could get to. Like, that's, that's so cool. Like, I, I don't understand why you would not, like, what, like, I mean, I'm, I'm talking about something hypothetical, but, like, that's, that's so inspiring. That's so cool that somebody had, like, uh, like a fictional character and then brings out the, uh, like, the... Uh, like what that character is about and brings it into the real world. That's, that's incredible. You know, Simon, I think I realized something as I've had you here. Uh, superheroes often have this, uh, their perfect match is usually somebody who's also really talented in the same way, but they, they twist it 
you know, um, right. and I, I feel myself as, as uh, a master in the ways of debating. And, uh, I, and you're here and you're very sharp. You know things like straw man argument. You know all the eloquence of the different debate forms. And, uh, you know, I have to give that uh, uh, to you. And I realize that as I pursue the heroic um, path of debating well and intelligently, you are here to ruin that by being more intelligent but I'm not going to let you get away with it because this is my podcast. And I know that heroes are not the ones with superpowers, but those who live in reality and do what's right. That don't need superheroes to inspire them, but they are inspired by themselves, by people that have gone before them. Those are the true heroes. You may be my equal, but you're also my opposite. And I know, Simon, that this is not going to be the last time we meet. We will meet again. But you'll never overcome me because I am... The Devil's Advocate. It seems as though I've met my match. My, uh, Dr. Moriarty to my Sherlock Holmes. Simon Glassman, he is a smart dude, and I barely made it out of that one, but I have overcome, uh, with his, despite his rhetoric about trying to lift me up to, you know, trick myself into thinking that I'm a superhero, I'm not a superhero. I'm just a mere hero. And ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in to this episode. Uh, if you would like, you can follow me on Twitter, at the Dave Ray. And uh, if you'd like, you can follow my guest, Simon Glassman, at Simon Puppet on Twitter. And uh, you can go to his website, simonglassman.com. Uh, and once again, if you get a chance, if you have a free Sunday night in Edmonton, go check out The Empress Comedy Night. It's uh, 9 p.m. on Sunday nights. A fantastic show every week. It's a great time. Uh, but with that, uh, that's this episode. Once again, I'm sorry, Stan Ostrowski. Please don't get upset at me. Uh, and a reminder, I'm not the devil. It's just that I like the taste of brimstone. It really brings out the flavor of the cornflakes. Mm-hmm.